Hi Legends! Welcome back to the Legend Element podcast, an inspirational podcast about everyday heroes. We would like to give big shout out to the sponsor of this episode, photographers from Flare Captures located in Sydney. Do you want soulful images or to capture any adventure moments? Check out their work and contact them at flarecaptures.com.au. The legend of this episode is an Australian fire twirler, Daniel Owen. As he says, I feel fire twirling is a sort of art form, like a painter is with brush or sculptor is with clay. Today we are going to talk to Daniel about this fascinating activity. Daniel will tell us the secret of eating the fire and he will also give us a couple of hints on how to start fire twirling. Hi Daniel, welcome to the Legend Element podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for coming over. Uh, today we are here to talk about your fascinating passion, fire twirling. We are mm-hmm. sitting actually right now in your car and I can smell the kerosene here. <laughs> yeah. I actually keep all the equipment in my car and the kerosene I use has quite a strong smell to it, but I've been doing fire twirling for quite some time now, so I think I'm just used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us what is actually fire twirling, or in other words, fire spinning or dancing? Well, the act of uh, fire dancing or fire twirling, which we refer to it as, started out as a um, an ethnic tradition and it was used in ceremonies such as celebrations, religious worship and even uh, a wartime to demonstrate their abilities in battle. Uh-huh. It's also strongly connected to an event called Burning Man, which is held in a place called uh, Black Rock City in Nevada once a year. Yeah, that's a huge festival, it, right? It really is, yes. <laughs> Have you been yourself to Burning Man? No. Unfortunately, I haven't had the chance to go to Burning Man yet. I have been to a, a burning seed a few times though, and that's sort of the Australian equivalent to Burning Man, uh-huh. and that's held in New South Wales once a year. And there's also Blazing Swan in Western Australia, as well as Modifier in Queensland, and they sort of follow the same principles as Burning Man. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. what is actually happening on this Australian burning event? Well, the Burning Seed event is a, a week-long experience where you can sort of disconnect from mainstream society and become part of a, a a global community which focuses on many forms of art, music and free expression. The burn events are all volunteer-run, which means it requires a lot of communal effort to make mm-hmm. it happen. That's where a lot of people uh, come together to help build many different theme camps, art pieces, as well as building the temple and the effigy which are the two main burns during the event. Mm-hmm. What, are the, what are the theme camps about? Can you tell us? Uh, sure. There are many different uh, types of theme camps, all with their own style and activities that groups of people want to contribute to the event. Uh-huh. I'd have to say it's sort of the, the life of the event. They help provide it with forms of entertainment, with things such as a variety of different music, dancing, workshops, and so many other interesting things to see and do. Mm. What do you love the most about the Burning Seed? The thing I love most about Burning Seed would definitely have to be the burning of the effigy. 
Now, the effigy is the main structure of the event, and I find it's it's sort of the moment that really brings everyone to get together to witness it because it's such an important moment during the event, and every year there's a, a different effigy, so there are never two of the same. And what I enjoy most mm-hmm. is that there's a bit of a, a ceremony before the <clears throat> before they light it on fire, and what happens is all the fire twirls at the event, they come together to uh, put on a performance for everyone in commemoration of the burning of the effigy mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to see so many fire twirlers twirling all at once and so many b- different pieces of equipment it's really a spectacle to witness yeah right it sounds mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. Uh, you do fire twirling for some time as you said how did mm-hmm. you start actually uh, well I got into fire twirling back when I was in high school. I was living in a place called Harvey Bay in Queensland. And I remember going for a walk one night and I came across a, a group of people fire twirling down at the park. And I just remember being captivated by them and how they were mm-hmm. more or less controlling the fire and bending it to their will, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I was just awestruck by the way they were moving and dancing with it. So I decided to walk up to them and asked them what they were doing and they told me that, that they're fire twirlers and they hold this gathering once a week and how they were a crew who do fire twirling at big events and festivals and I told them how much I'd love to be a part of it and one thing led to another and now I've been doing it for about 10 years and in that time I've had the opportunity to do some performances at a number of private events where right. I'd put on shows in front of groups of people and tell them a bit about fire twirling as well as giving them a try of the equipment. Uh-huh. I've also had the chance to organise my own public events where other fire twirlers would come together to to sort of share what they know and to teach others what they've learnt. And it's also a chance for the public to come down to watch the fire twirlers perform and just to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the fire equipment there are many different types of fire twirling and many different fire props mm. which one do you enjoy the most there are actually quite a few different kinds of fire twirl equipment from staffs and poise which are kind of like a ball and chain to fire fans flaming hula hoops and even flaming skipping ropes mm-hmm. i personally enjoy using the fire stuff because i find it a lot easier to control its movement it's just being able to flow with it. And how does actually such fire props work? What is the best fuel for it? Well, when it comes to fire twirling, each piece of equipment has its own purpose or or style. For instance, the poi, which is sort of a, a short chain with a ball of Kevlar at the end. The Kevlar acts as sort of an absorbent for the fuel you're using. So mm-hmm. once you light it on fire, you can you sort of have to stay in constant motion. Otherwise, if you're just standing still, you can burn yourself. Right, yeah. <laughs> Whereas though, if you're using a fire staff, which is essentially a long pole with Kevlar at the ends, you won't have to worry so much about burning yourself because the fire at the ends of the staff, so you have more control over it. Mm. And I find that the best fuel to use for fire twirling is something called firelight because... That's what it's specifically designed for, as well as it has a very low odor and a cleaner burn. You can also use kerosene, but it does have a very strong smell to it, which is yeah. probably what you're smelling now. <laughs> yes. And whereas though firelight is a lot more cleaner. 
Mm-hmm. What do you like the most about fire performing? Tell me. I feel fire twirling is sort of an art form, like a, a painter is with a brush or a, a sculptor is with clay. Mm. And they just love what they do and become lost in the moment. Like nothing else matters, just you and your art, so to speak. It might sound silly, but for me, it's just that moment of solidarity when you can just shut everything else out and have that moment of peace. And I find it's it's also a way you can express yourself by just being at one with the fire. <laughs> it's very nicely said. <laughs> Tell me, which fire performance do you remember the most? Well, it wasn't much of a performance, but the one thing I do remember, which really sort of solidified my love for fire twirling was not long after I'd moved to the Illawarra in 2012. One night I decided to go for a walk into town to do some fire twirling at a place called McKay Park in Wollongong. Uh-huh. And it was on a Thursday night so there were a lot of people out doing their late night shopping so while I was fire twirling I'd have a lot of people coming up to me and watching me and to thank me for putting a little show on for them. And they were asking what I was doing because I didn't realize at the time, but fire twirling was kind of unheard of in Wollongong. So, right. Mm, so, so not many people really knew what it was. So I then decided I was going to get some more of my fire twirling gear and make this a, a weekly event. And over time, it just turned into this really big thing where so many people could come down and watch the fire twirling and participate. And it just reminds me of what it was like witnessing fire twirling for the first time and now being mm. able to share that experience with mm. others. Mm. Daniel, there is very impressive trick in fire performing. I think it's called eating the fire, right? Mm. <laughs> During this trick, the performer places actually the flame in the mouth and extinguish the fire. Mm. How do you do such a thing without burning yourself? Can you tell us the trick, the secret? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so When it comes to eating the fire, the first thing the professionals would do is they'd have a drink of milk. And what that does is it sort of coats the mouth and the throat so they mm. won't taste it as much. Then the next thing they'd do is they'd hold the flame above their their head and they'd slowly exhale as they're bringing the fire closer to their mouth. And then they'd quickly close their mouth over the fire, which would deprive it of oxygen and put it out. Do you do it yourself? Do you know how the fire tastes like? <laughs> no, I, I personally have never tried eating fire, but I have done a lot of fire breathing, and that's essentially where you put the the fuel in your mouth and blow it at the fire in a uh-huh. specific way, which would then blow a big ball of fire away from your face. And wow, very refer- impressive trick it, too. It really is, and we refer to that as a uh, dragon breath. Mm-hmm. And what is the most difficult trick for you in general? Um, I have to, I'd say a trick I'm having the most trouble learning is something called the four beat fountain. And it's where you use the poi and you have to keep twirling them around you in kind mm-hmm. of a, a symmetrical pattern while trying to combine other difficult twirling techniques all into the one fluent motion and it can be very complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And What would you say is the main thing to remember when doing fire dancing to keep yourself? You are playing with a fire, mm. of course. No, that's right. That's an important thing to remember, that you are playing with fire, so there is a possibility you could get burnt. So it's a good idea to have like a, a, a damp towel and a bucket of water close by, and just to make sure your hair's tied back and you avoid wearing flammable clothing. 
Mm-hmm. Did mm. you experience some injuries yourself by handling <laughs> the fire? Did you burn yourself? <laughs> uh, yes, um, there was an incident where I was doing some fire breathing and I was about to exhale and there wasn't enough force behind the blow and it ended up sort of backfiring and burning oh. my face. <laughs> yeah, oh. I ended up singeing all the hairs on my chin. Oh. So Yeah, I can mm. see it's all back, right? Yes, it's all, all right good. back. <laughs> oh, what would you recommend to someone who would like to start with fire twirling? Depending on the piece of equipment you'd like to try, whether it be poise, staffs, fans or hoops, I recommend doing a lot of practice beforehand just mm-hmm. to get a feel for it before you try with it on fire. Some of the techniques you could try with uh, with using this equipment would have to be the, the figure eight with the staff mm-hmm. and the four beat weave with the poi because these techniques sort of lay the foundation for most tricks. Recently, you have joined us for our event Drums and Fires, where you shown us and taught us some basic tricks. How did you enjoy it? How did you like teaching people how to do fire twirling? I actually really enjoyed it. I love the opportunity of just being able to share my gear around with everybody and to give them a try and to show them what it's like and having the chance to sort of teach them a few techniques and it just makes me feel good seeing everybody enjoy themselves. Would you like to send some message to our listeners? Uh, sure. Uh, well, for those people who would like to give fire twirling a try or if you're just wanting to see what it's like, there are a number of different events and things happening all around Sydney and the Illawarra. I've actually recently started up a group on Facebook called Light the Night Fire Twirling. It's a group which mainly focuses on sharing pictures and videos of people fire twirling as well as a place where you can go to keep up to date on when and where the next fire twirling event is. Great, so you can join Daniel's group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, we are legend elements, so I would love to ask you, who is your legend you know in person and why? I would have to say my friend Dale would be my legend because he was the one who sort of introduced me to the burning events and the burning community and it was there I was able to interact with other like-minded people who share similar interests to my own, like fire twirling and these sort of events and it was actually at one of these events where I met someone named Radovan who then introduced me to Legend Element. So I feel as though if I had never met Dale, I would never had all these experiences. And yeah, he would definitely have to be my legend. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Daniel, thank you so much for the interesting interview. And I look forward to fight with Link with you at our next event. Thank you. Big thanks belongs also to our listeners. We hope we brought you some inspiration. You can support us by becoming our patron and our legend at patreon.com. And finally, we'd like to say huge thank you to our sponsor of today's episode, photographers from Flare Captures. You can find them at flarecaptures.com.au.